Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Welcome in to another exciting chapter of Sports Tonight College Football. I'm Jim Johnson, and along with me is Mike Lowe, and we will dazzle you with knowledge, entertaining thoughts, and other stuff regarding college football. And this week, it's going to pertain to the ACC Atlantic Division, or as Mike, people have called it for many years, the Clemson Division. But last year, not so much. What do you think about the Tigers this year? Uh, you think they're going to bounce back and reclaim the top spot? Uh, I think they, I, they're my pick to do so. Uh, I don't think it's a slam dunk or a lock. Um, I think, uh, you know, there is some competition in that division, and there's certainly uh, some question marks surrounding Clemson, um, particularly on the offensive side of the ball as to, you know, whether last season was just kind of an aberration or whether they've, you know, not really uh, are going to be able to sustain that run that they had, um, you know, especially with the elite quarterbacks, Watson and then uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, so, you know, it's uh, I think it's a very pivotal year for Dabo Swinney in terms of, uh, you know, showing that he's still got an elite program. Um, you know, they're still, they're still recruiting like an elite program. Um, but, you know, there's just uh, – you, you wonder about that offense, though. Um, the defense is solid. I mean, that, you know, even with, uh, you know, the little bit of a fall off last year, I mean, they were top ten defense in pretty much any measurable s- statistic you want to throw out there. And, yeah, they were number uh, two in scoring defense. Which is yeah, kind yeah, of a exactly. Main point. Yeah, and I think uh, I think in number nine in yards allowed, um, you know, it's it just comes down to the offense. Uh, you know, he's also got two two new coordinators, and you know, he's yeah. long had a staff that has been known for its stability. Um, so he's got a you know new coordinators on each side of the ball. Um, so that'll be interesting to see too, especially without Venables, who was there forever, it seems. Right. Well, talk, talk to me about the offense, because last year the quarterback play seemed to get a lot of the public attention, but it was really a lot more than quarterback play that doomed their offense last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Uwe Angelale, uh, he, he did struggle a lot with accuracy last year. Um, you know, I think the you know pro football focus uh, measured his, uh, his incompletions, and something like 17% um, were what for throws where he was uh, just completely off target, you know, overthrew, underthrew, whatever. Um, they measured that as 96 out of 110 quarterbacks that had at least 200 pass attempts. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but you're absolutely right though. Uh, you know, really, it, it it starts up front for Clemson, I think, with the offensive line, and it's kind of interesting. I mean. You know, for a lot of the Swinney era, that place has been a factory for the NFL. But when you, when you look, I mean, you look at rosters, you know, uh, up and down, you know, through the NFL, you'll see Clemson players manning every position except the offensive line. 
I think there's something like maybe four guys right now that are on an active uh, that are active on an NFL roster that you know came out of Clemson recently, and you know I think on, only one of them was even picked in like the third or second round. You know, a couple others were just undrafted free agents that they're just have never really been known for turning out great offensive linemen, and I think yeah. uh, that was really their big problem last year. You see where it's going to be any better this year? Have they addressed it? Maybe. I mean, you know, they, they do return a lot of uh, starters on that side of the ball. They got four out of five last year's uh, starters that are coming back. Um, Which kind of, so, sometimes it's good, sometimes maybe it's not so good if they weren't uh, that good yeah, the year before. Exactly. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, offensive line does tend to be a position where continuity and experience matter maybe more than a lot of others and so uh you know i i think that's a positive thing as far as uh Angelale, you know he had those two great games in 2020 um you know especially that one in notre dame where he had like uh, 430 some yards uh you know that he you know in south bend um but you know, he's also got they got this uh, five star quarterback, uh, Kate Klubnik, you know, who's just yeah. kind of sitting there. Yeah. You know, is is uh, TJ going to be looking over his shoulder? Is it going to be kind of like uh, Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams at Oklahoma last year? We'll see. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, I I haven't really heard a lot about um, you know how Klubnik has looked, but. It would not surprise me, especially again, given how important this season is for that program. Uh, if maybe they have a quick hook, oh. and he was one of those uh, recruits who came in in the spring, graduated high school early. So. He did. He did. So he did practice yeah. with them in the spring. Yeah, he's, he's had a little exposure. Yeah. Well, that'll be interesting to watch. Now, and I agree with you that that Clemson is uh, definitely the the team to beat. Uh, who do you think is their main kind? You said competition. Who do you think is the, the number one team they have to worry about? Oh, that, that's easy. Uh, easily NC State. Um, you know, they beat them last year. It was an overtime game, really thrilling. But, uh, I mean, NC State is just loaded with returning players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I mean, it's just crazy because they, they actually had quite a few injuries last year. So not only are they loaded in terms of their starters, but they've got backups who have significant starting experience on that side of the ball. Um, you know, I, it, I'm looking at NC State as, you know, definitely a team that could knock Clemson off. And they didn't, uh, you know, they beat them last year, and yet they weren't the ones that won the division, but they very nearly did. They had that, you know, really close loss at um, Wake Forest. It was only three points. Yeah, and, 45, you know, 42. It, yeah. yeah. And, you know, if they had won that game, the division would have been theirs. Um, you know, they, offensively, you know, again, they've also got a lot of returnees. Um, you know, Devin Leary, a quarterback. Yeah, and, talk to me about him because he, I looked at his numbers, the numbers are pretty darn good. And yet, he, he was hurt. terrific. He was, he was, when you look, uh, he was great in the red zone. Um, very, very effective red zone passer. I've heard a lot of, you know, when you uh, listen to the pundits talk about him, there, there does seem to be a, a little bit of difference of opinion. You know, I've heard some people say he's maybe the third or fourth best quarterback in the country, and others oh. will be like, well, he may only be the third or fourth best 
quarterback in that conference, um, keeping in mind that that conference actually does have quite a few very good quarterbacks, uh, you know, several that you know could be headed to the NFL next year. Um, so, you know, just how good he is, uh, you, you know, I, I think he's good enough to win that division, um, definitely. Uh, you know, I, I really – He's great in the red zone, and you know he does have uh, you know two experienced returning receivers. So, you know whether or not they can uh, you know get enough out of the running game, we'll see. They did lose their top two backs from last year. They got a senior returning, but he didn't play as much. Uh, Jordan Houston, um, you know we'll see what they get from the running backs. Um, offensive line, you know again a lot of guys back. Um, you know I think they got three out of five back. So. It, it, that's a very experienced team, and it, it, that's actually going to kind of be a theme, I think, for uh, all of these teams in the Atlantic Division. Um, you know, when I, I'm, I'm just looking it over, and it's like these teams have a lot of experienced players returning up and down this division. So maybe, maybe I shouldn't be going off on NC State because they don't necessarily stand too far apart uh, from the pack in that regard. Yeah, but they're uh, they look, and I agree. I, I think they're. Clearly, the the second best team. I'm not sure. I'm not quite as sure as you are that they're ready to challenge Clemson this year. But I'm not sure they're not either. The the number that really jumped out at me as I was uh, doing my prep for the show last year in 12 games they had a total of 11 turnovers. That is insane. Not even one turnover a game. Yeah. And, uh, you were talking about Leary. He had a 35 to five touchdown to interception ratio, which. You know, you see a lot of quarterbacks these days with very good ratios, but even given that, seven to one is really very good. Exactly, precisely. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm, maybe I'm a little higher on them than you are. And it was funny because actually, I, I, when I did my uh, way too early rankings back after spring practice, I, I think I may have yeah, had to admit. I had them in the mid-teens, I yeah. think, which and actually, and I looked at that, landed. and I'm like, that might be too low. Um, we'll see. But, um, you know, I mean, we, we just go back to who's going to challenge Clemson, and yeah. I, I think it's it's probably NC State or mm-hmm. nobody. Uh, well, I agree. Um, now, my pick for third is Wake Forest, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that defense is it killed them last year. Although, I mean, they had a wonderful year. You know, it's yeah. amazing how well they did. It was, they were, what, 11-3. Uh, and three. That's a heck of a year, yeah. right? Yeah, but, especially for Wake Forest. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's the, in terms of enrollment, it's the smallest school in the country in college football. Right. Um, you know, it's a small, you know, it's a private school, um, you know, high academic standards. So, you know, it, Winning seven and eight games a year there is – that's a, you're, you're successful if you're doing that. So Dave yeah. Clawson, I mean, you know, he's he's been there a long time now. And, you know, it did take him a while. You know, I think he started off with a couple of three-win seasons. And that's to be expected at a place like that because, that, you know, those are generally long building jobs. Right. Um, and, you know, he – He's kind of following that formula of uh, you know, Jim Grove before him, who yep. it's like, I'm going to rely on experienced players. We're going to take our time. We're going to build this slowly. And, you know, once again, 
you know, common theme here. They've got a lot of experience returning. To get to your defense, they were kind of interesting last year. Um, I mean, they were definitely an Achilles heel. Uh, but they were something – they were number five in the country in takeaways. Oh, okay. Um, they, yeah, they had uh, – I think it was 29 takeaways on the season they had. Uh, they, I mean, they were way up there, but it was boomer bust. And really, it was big plays that killed them. Um, you know, if you look at it, you know, the number of uh, 20 uh, plays, uh, 20 plus yard plays that they gave up, I think they ranked somewhere like 111 or something like that. They just well, they got were, killed by big plays. They were um, 88th yeah. in scoring defense, which is yeah, not yeah. much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they do have a new defensive coordinator, Brad Lambert. Yeah. And so, right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Very familiar, obviously, with, you know, what it takes to, you know, coach and do well at Wake Forest. Um, you know, if he can tighten up that, you know, the leaky defense where, you know, they give up all these big plays while at the same time, not trying to take away their aggressiveness and the success that they had in creating turnovers, you know, that could be interesting because, you know, offensively, um, you know, they've got that unique system where, you know, they, uh, you know, they run it to perfection with Hartman and, um, you know, I, I, I kind of wrote about it in Baltimore sports and life last season in the middle of the season. And it's one of those things, you know, where you have your read option, and they have this like ridiculously exaggerated mesh point, you know, which is where the quarterback is kind of both he and the running back have their hands on the ball at the same time. And they're waiting to see specifically the quarterback is waiting to see which player does what. And depending on, you know, where this one conflicted player goes, he either pulls the ball, runs himself or throws it or he lets go of the ball. The running back takes off. And usually, you know, that mesh point is only maybe a second. But with them, you know, you would see up to a three-second mesh point, um, you know, which you're like, whoa. But it worked. And, you know, there were you know, there were even plays where, you know, they would have as many as, you know, two or three different uh, defenders in conflict on the same play. Um, you know, it's really unique what they do with their offense. And, again, you know, the precision with which they run it is very good. Um, you know, I think the issue with, is you know again this is wake forest the type of recruits you're getting when you run into a defense that just is elite you know both in terms of their ability and athleticism um you know you're still going to struggle there and you look at clemson again you know they were the best defense by far and you know they wait still put up 27 points on those guys but you know when you look at their output the rest of the season um you know, it was nothing close. I think Pittsburgh was the only other game where they, you know, didn't score that many points. They got 21 in that game. I mean, just about every other game, you know, they're at least 35 points. Yeah, they average um, 41. Yeah. So, you know, if, you know, as you would expect, um, you know, I, I hate to call it gimmicky. Um, but, you know, an offense like that, when when you don't have that many elite athletes and you go up against a, an elite defense, you're not going to score as many points. And that, again, goes back to Wake Forest defense. It's like, you know, they're going to have to do better if they're going to be 
you know, beating teams like Clemson, which I don't think they will. Well, talking uh, about Sam Hartman, how good do you think he is? He, he put up terrific numbers last year. A few too many interceptions. You know, he, yeah, I, you know, I've, he's, he's accurate, but he does, uh, you know, make some bad reads, I think. And, and he did throw way too many interceptions last year. Um, you know, that's another thing. You know, their, their turnover margin wasn't all that great, even though they had all those takeaways. And so, you know, he definitely needs to improve his decision making. And, you know, he's back for what I think this is. He's a six year guy, isn't he? Um, I think, I that's think right. so. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it, you know, he, he's got to, if he can tighten that up. Um, you know, I think they're going to have another really good season. Maybe they could win 10 games. Um, you know, I, I, I don't see them winning the division, though. Well, now we get into the middle of the division, and I think there's a, you know, a drop after you get to those top three. And, and yeah. look at, uh, you can flip a coin pretty much, I think, between Boston College and Florida State. And here, you know, previous years we were talking about Florida State fourth or fifth in the nation and here we are talking are they fourth or fifth in their own division mm-hmm. what yeah what and is, I'll, uh, go ahead well i'll just i'll just add um before we go into florida state i'll add i i would actually put louisville um in there too so okay. we'll, we'll need a three-sided coin okay but but yeah yeah i mean florida state is um you know they feel like uh, to me, uh, a team that's maybe still a year away from opening some eyes. Uh, they're very young. Uh, they do have, again, a lot of experienced players returning, but they're really young players. And I think they have like eight seniors on um, this year's team. So, you know, they, they if they can hold that unit together and, you know, not lose a lot of those guys through the portal, um, you know, I would I would look at 2023 as their season. As far as this year, I mean, you know, I think it's bowl game or bust for them. Um, you know, they've had, what is it, three or four straight losing seasons now. It's, um, yeah, four straight. They've had four straight losing seasons, you know, which is a real head scratcher. Um, I mean, Florida State, I, I, you know, this has been an issue with them. Uh, really, it started at the end of the Jimbo Fisher era, and their their offensive lines are terrible. Um, there's something like uh, yeah, since since uh, 2015, I think was which was near the end of the Fisher era. They've been uh, they've ranked no better than 95th in the country in uh, sacks given up rate. Um, I mean, and and, you know, even anecdotally, just watching it, you see a lot of these games and their quarterbacks are just getting killed, uh, you know, week after week, it seems. And it's, uh, you know, they just the offensive line there uh, has to improve. Um, again, it, it's kind of mirrors the team, the unit they've got this year. Uh, they got a lot of returnees, but they're very young. Um, you know, Jordan Travis, you know, he. I hope he's got a good insurance policy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, 
I, I think if they can just be patient, and I, I know that's that's got to be hard because you know this is a, a fan base that they're not necessarily known for patience, and they're used to you know the Bobby Bowden era where what they go something like twenty some years of winning seasons, and they were, I think it was like fourteen straight seasons they finished no worse than top five. Yeah, I think that's about right. And so, you know, that, that's that's an amazing run, and it's easy to get pretty spoiled as a fan base by that. Um, yeah, I was I was reading about it. I think uh, the last time they had four straight losing seasons was uh, before Bowden arrived. It was like early, mid-70s. Hmm. Um, so, you know, the, I, I think they're still a season away, but I do think, uh, you know, that uh, this is a year that they can at least get into a bowl game come away with a winning season there's a really yeah i'm really interested to see and it's actually their second game of the season because uh the seminoles play week zero i'm very interested to watch this game against lsu um because lsu is another team that you know i i think might struggle this year just because of you know the just the whole um you know roster turnover and and you know the culture change that um brian kelly's doing there yeah i I don't think it's unlikely Florida State could win that game. Well, that's a neutral field. It's not at LSU. It is. Well, sort of. It's in New Orleans. but it's so I, Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, New Orleans isn't all that far from Tallahassee. So, you know, if, yeah. uh, if the Florida Although, State fans are motivated to do so, they can get there. And, and that's, I think, an open question after four straight losing seasons, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see that game, and really, I think that game could kind of set the tone for the season. Where it, you know, if they go and get a win against, you know, say what you will about LSU, but they're still an SEC West team. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian Kelly is still a great coach. If they can go into Louisiana and get a win against that team, that's that could set a tone for the season. Yeah. That where you know maybe they. Maybe they are not as far back as, as we thought. And, you know, maybe in that, you know, kind of three group of three teams that we're talking about right now, maybe maybe they are, you know, the one that's going to emerge out of there and, you know, next year, uh, you know, be challenging the Clemsons in the NC States. Well, I noticed in that schedule right after LSU, they got five straight division games. So if yeah. that game does set a tone, for their sake, it better be a good one or else they're going to get buried pretty quickly. Yeah, very much so, yeah. And, um, yeah, then, of course, yeah, they've, they've got some – I mean, they get Clemson at home, they, but they got NC State. You know, they got their, their rival Miami on the road. And, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they finish up uh, – it's an interesting finish there. They get Louisiana and Florida. So they get Billy Napier's old team and his new one <laughs> yeah, back-to-back weeks. Yeah, Both of them and, at home, at least. But. Yeah, it's not clear which of those would be the toughest team, but uh, they did get both of yeah. them at home. So. Yeah, but that, that's actually a reasonably challenging uh, non-conference schedule they got there, other than you know the opener against Duquesne. Yeah. Um, well, I yeah, I, last I, year, last year they lost to Jacksonville State. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And that was, yeah, and that was just days after they actually almost beat Notre yeah. Dame. So yeah, uh, yeah. go figure that. So you you know you don't want to read too much into one week's results, but at the same, I'm I'm really curious to watch that LSU game, um, and it's on a Sunday, so you know they're gonna have, yeah, you know, there, there's uh, 
it's Labor Day weekend, so you know no NFL to worry about, and right. so a lot of people will be can, watching it. Yeah. yeah, you can clear your schedule for that one. Okay. Well, okay. You brought up Louisville as uh, another contender for that middle part of the division. Go ahead and and pitch me on Louisville. What do you like about uh, it? Well, I mean, Malik Cunningham, the quarterback, is. Uh, uh, at, at times he's spectacular, um, but he's just so wildly inconsistent. And so, you know, this is his fourth year as a starter. And so the hope is, you know, he's been, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully with the experience and of course, you know, he's got the same coach, Scott Satterfield, um, you know, who a former quarterback himself. Um, so, you know, the hope is that, you know, maybe he can uh, kind of keep that consistency and, uh, you know, be the quarterback that they need him to be. Um, I I mean, I think he's a really fun guy to watch. Um, I love watching him, but he, he's just way too inconsistent um, in the past. Uh, so really, to me, how Louisville does is going to come down to it's going to come down to Malik Cunningham. What about their defense? Their defense struggled quite a bit last year. Not quite Wake Forest struggled, but still struggled. Uh, do you see any improvement coming for their defense? Uh, I don't really. I Not so much, no. Okay. Um, I, I think they're going to be somebody that's going to have to outscore teams. Okay. Um, I, I, I feel like they are what they are on defense, um, at least for now. Um, you know, if if there's improvement there, I mean, you know, they got a nice, um, a nice, uh, you know, backfield there, um, but I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of their defense. Okay, well now we got Boston College. Um, looks like they're on the upswing. Uh, what do you like about them? Uh, well, I. What I like is that, you know, you got Phil Yurkovich back, or uh, Phil Yurkovich back, who, mm -hmm. you know, he only played, I think he played like three or four games last season before yeah. um, he injured his hand. And so if he can stay healthy for the whole season, um, I mean, you know, Boston College, even without him, they still almost beat Clemson in Clemson last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, they were still a pretty good team. Um, it's just, you know, keeping Yurkovich healthy. Um, but I, I, you know, I think uh, they're probably, if I were, you know, gauging them with Florida State and Louisville, I would probably put them at the back end of that three. Okay. Um, you know, their defense is actually, you know, pretty good. Um, they had the third ranked defense against the pass in the nation last year and yeah yeah defense was decent yeah yeah i think um you know it's uh, again you know yurkovich I, I he's a great quarterback i think I, you know i think he'll be playing in the nfl um you know hopefully they just you know he stays healthy this time around and you know i i think they have a i mean they have a tough schedule you know it's they got they got Notre Dame uh, out of conference, and you know, I, I'm not real sure that you know they're going to be much better than you know six wins. Uh, but you know, again, this is Boston College, so 
That's not yeah. terrible for Boston College. Yeah, you know, they're kind of interesting. You look at them and uh, you know, they've never really been bad that often. Uh, you look at them, they're always just kind of consistently average to, you know, maybe slightly above average some years. And every now and then, maybe they have a really good year. Um, you know, that's that's not a program that you necessarily have high expectations for. I think more often than not, they punch a little bit above their weight. Um, so, you know, I, you know again, I, uh, to me, it comes down to Yurkovich. Well, and historically, they've, they've had the best success punching above their weight when they have the outstanding quarterback, you know, Flutie, yeah. Matt Ryan. Those yeah, the names yeah. That come to mind, I might be forgetting, but those are definitely the top two. So not saying Yurkovich is going to be in that level, but if he can stay on the field and up his game, I don't know, maybe eight wins. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So now we're at the bottom. And we've wrap got it up. Syracuse Orange. Boy, the prognosticators think they're going to kind of be like doo-doo this year. What do you think? Uh, you know, I don't know about doo-doo, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, I think, I mean, I, I wouldn't be totally shocked if they didn't finish last in the division, but really, uh, as I sit here now, I don't see any other yeah. result. I mean, you, yeah. you look at their offense and last year they were great running the ball. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they, they didn't throw it very well. And so, um, you know, they brought in the, um, offensive coordinator from Virginia then, um, an a um yeah robert and a and so yeah that was with the mind uh you know being able to you know throw the ball better he he they had you know pretty pass happy offenses at virginia um but really if i mean you know running the ball is their identity you know they got one of the best backs uh in the conference sean tucker and you know i think he, he had over 1500 yards last year um, so, you know, you don't want to take the rock out of his hands. And then the quarterback, Schrader, you know, he was actually their second leading rusher, you know, had almost a thousand yards. Um, but, you know, I, I, I wouldn't try to change that identity of, you know, being a team that runs the ball really well. But if they can, you know, if they can be a little bit more balanced, I think that will help them offensively. Uh, but really, I, I, for me, the issue is on defense. I, uh, they just didn't do anything good defensively last year. They were, they were let, they were consistent, I guess, in that they were equally as lousy at stopping the run as they were at stopping the pass. Balanced. Yes. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. And hey, you know, if they can get that kind of balance on offense, the offense will, you know, they can be pretty good offensively. But uh, yeah, their defense, uh, I, again, I don't see it. Same with, uh, you know, uh, Louisville. Um, well, it's interesting you mentioned about their, you know, their inability to pass. They, what used to be normal in college football, they had averaged fifty-seven yards a game more on the ground than they did passing, and nobody yeah. does that anymore. And they're not, you know, their success or lack of such is not exactly a ringing endorsement for that. Uh, you know, you're right; they got to stick with what they do well, but they got to do the other stuff a little better too. Sure, sure, sure. And yeah, I. You know, they, they do have, uh, you know, a lot of guys back, um, you know, again, sticking with that theme, a lot of uh, experience returning. Uh, 
you know, but still, it's it's pretty much you know the Tucker and Schrader show on offense. Um, you know, they do have uh, actually they got four out of five of their offensive linemen back. Um, so you know, I, I would expect a little bit of improvement um, out of the offense, just because you know I I, I do think Anai can um, improve the passing game some. Um, I don't see where the defensive improvement is going to be. Um, and again, just looking at their schedule, it's not particularly friendly. Um, you know, they got the rest in addition to the rest of the Atlantic teams um, out of conference. They get Purdue, who, as you know, you might remember from a couple weeks ago, I really like this year. Um, you know, they get Notre Dame. Um, you know, they get you know, we haven't talked about them yet, but they get Pitt um, from the other division who um, I think they're going to be in the mix to win that division once again, despite the losses. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, they were they managed to win five games somehow last year. They had a big up <laughs> when they beat Boston College and, you know, Virginia Tech. And yeah, I, I don't know that they're even going to win five games this year, but. Prove me well, wrong, Syracuse. Yeah, really. Um, well, I'm looking ahead to see you know what what looks like the big games in the ACC Atlantic this year, and to me it looks like they both involve Clemson. I I know you have the interest in the LSU Florida State, but as far as the games that really impact the standings, you've got NC State at Clemson October 1st, which is probably the most important game of the year, assuming everything else goes to plan, and also Clemson at Notre Dame November 5th. That probably yeah. has, well, that would be an NBC game, but wouldn't shock me if that winds up in prime time if uh, uh, Clemson is as good if, as you If Clemson is Clemson once again, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, obviously NC State and Clemson, uh, I would expect, you know, is going to be the game that settles that division. Um, you know, Wake Forest, maybe they'll have something to say about it. Maybe not win, but they could have mm-hmm. something to say about it. Um, you know, keep in mind, you know, if uh, if NC State didn't knock off Clemson last year, then Clemson would have won that division because, right. you know, they beat Wake Forest. Um, and so, you know, by the same token, if uh, NC State had beaten Wake Forest, they'd have been the division champs. So, uh, or had beaten Miami, yes. probably, because they, they lost yeah. that one-pointer to Miami. Well, let me ask yep. you an existential question here about, about the ACC in general, since we're talking about Clemson. You know, last year Clemson falls off. There's a lot of parity, a lot of competition, a lot of you know, teams that maybe hadn't had good years, having good years. Their fan base had a lot of fun. But how much does the ACC overall, especially in today's climate where it seems like they're losing ground, how much does the ACC really need Clemson to go back to being Clemson again? Oh, badly. Um, I mean, you know, look at, you know, the Big 12 has had Oklahoma, but they're going to lose them. But, you know, for the playoff era, Oklahoma has carried the banner for the Big 12, just like Clemson has carried the banner for the ACC. Now you look at the Pac-12, who's carried that banner? Nobody. And so the perception is uh, it's like of the power five the pac-12 is by far you know the weakest among those and uh, i think there are a number of other statistics that would bear that out 
But the big one is simply, you know, you don't have anybody there that is getting into the playoff on at least a semi-regular basis. And so I think that really does form the impression of a lot of people. And of course, you know, the more people have a good impression of your conference, the more they're going to want to tune into your games, which means the more the TV networks take notice and the TV networks say, hey, you're a pretty valuable property. We want to give you guys some some money here to show you keep showing your games. Like if we know uh, we can get you on prime time and the, the 330 yeah. window and all and, that. And I'll, you know, I'll throw out the obvious, you know, there, there's a lot more to pulling in good TV ratings and being a valuable network property than simply having a winning team. Obviously, a lot more goes into it than that. But when you look at, you know, just this extended down period that the Pac-12 has had, um, you know, a lot of that can simply be pointed to the fact that they don't they didn't have a flag bearing program. Uh, that was, you know, at least in playoff contention every year, if not actually getting in most years. Um, so, you know, this this season is not just big for Clemson. I think it's big for the ACC. Yep. Um, you know, not that not that everybody's going to be rooting for Clemson to get back into pl- playoff. Uh, everybody Hardly. else in the ACC, they're going to make them earn it. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think for the health of the conference, I think it's – probably important that Clemson um, you know gets back in there well they want to be at the the day that the playoff teams are announced you know the ACC last year it wasn't even I don't think you were even an afterthought you weren't you know, just no. weren't even a thought you know no. in like the Pac-12 yeah nobody so, I, nobody you know the the Pac-12 wasn't both of their teams were out of it I think even the Big 12 nobody you know some people thought maybe Oklahoma stayed but you know they ended up not winning anyway so um you know so you had three of the you know the the power five conferences who were pretty much already out of it by championship weekend right well and then you had alabama who i I love the quote from nick saban today i know we're not talking sec but i just had to bring this up he said last year was a rebuilding year for the crimson tide they rebuilt it all the way to the national championship game. I don't yeah. you love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and, you know, I, 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 I saw somebody, you know, somebody on Twitter put something out about that, and they did make a good point, which is, you know, Alabama did have some things that went right for them, and when you look at, you know, a couple of the games they played, it wouldn't have been such a stretch to say they could have easily gone nine and three. You know, maybe even eight and four. Um, you know, you had that Florida game. Uh, you know, the miss, missed extra point. If it weren't for a missed missed extra point, that game goes to overtime. Um, of course, the Auburn game. Yeah. Uh, Auburn looked like they had a know, beat. They, they, yeah. You know, they're if their running back stays in bounds, they probably end up beating them. Yeah. Um, you know, on, on that one play when he, you know managed to get knocked out of bounds or let him, you know, he should have gone down on the field, but he got knocked out of bounds. Uh, yeah. That, uh, and what was the other one? Oh, the LSU game. I mean, yeah, LSU had that ball. Uh, I think it was, you know, three times they had the ball in Alabama territory with a chance to score um, in, in the second half of that game. And, um, you know, they didn't do it, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I, you know, I think there was plenty of evidence that suggests that 
you know, that was not one of Nick Saban's finest Alabama teams, which, you know, should scare the hell out of the rest of college football yes, because uh, to hear him talk about it, he yeah. he's really liking this year's team. So, yeah. you know, it's... Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to know, get much like, better to be really, really you, you can probably just go ahead and pencil them into the playoff this year. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. It'll be all about who looks most fit to challenge them. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap up this week. Next week, we have the ACC Coastal, our last full divisional review for the upcoming season. Uh, as Mike alluded to, Pitt, the defending champion, had big losses this year. Are they going to be able to defend? Mike's giving me a definite maybe there. So let's see who else is in the mix in a division that has been very competitive, which also means nobody's really stood out for an extended period of time. So let's see if Pitt is going to repeat or not. And we'll have that for you next week. For Mike Lowe, I'm Jim Johnson. And Mike wants to say something else. Go ahead. Yep, I just want to point out one thing, Jim. Today is August 3rd. Uh, One month from today, September 3rd, is the first Saturday of college football season. Week one, not week zero, week one. Week one. Week one. Week one. We are one one month away from... The first Saturday of college football season, and I can't wait to talk about it because there's some pretty good games that week. Hey, I'm going to say, what you know, what what are we going to talk about when we're done previews? Oh, talk about the games. How about that? They actually play the I know, games. We finally get to talk about what do you games. Know? We're looking forward to that. Well, again, we come to you via Baltimore Sports and Life. Mike Lowe is the resident college football guru, expert, and all that stuff. And uh, I hang out there some writing about pro football. So uh, we are happy to be with you, and we will join you next week. Until then, take care. See you then.